Well, a Toronto woman who relies on an electric wheelchair to get around says she is unable now to attend an accessibility conference. This after she flew to Israel, but found her wheelchair was not in the state it was when she checked it when she got to her destination. Well, joining me to talk about this is Mayan Ziv, who is in Tel Aviv. Mayan, thank you so much for joining us to talk more about this today. Hi. Tell us what happened with you. You got on a plane, you were going to an accessibility conference in Israel. What happened when you landed and went to to get your electric wheelchair and get to the conference? So I'm traveling here for an accessibility conference in Israel. And, you know, I've traveled many times before. I know that sometimes things go wrong. Quite often, actually, things go wrong when I'm traveling with my power wheelchair uh, and in this case, they very much went wrong. Uh, when I saw my wheelchair after my 10-and-a-half-hour flight, uh, it was totally mangled. Uh, nobody came and spoke to me. Nobody let me know that something had happened. Uh, I basically had to just go and start filing a baggage claim as if, you know, my wheelchair, my form of independence, uh, was a piece of luggage that had gotten, you know, nicked in the process. And can you describe the wheelchair for people? I know there was a photo of it, but can you describe, because this is a, a special type of wheelchair and a very expensive wheelchair as well. Absolutely, yeah. So I've always been a power wheelchair user. It's uh, a heavy wheelchair. It's between 300 and 400 pounds. Uh, it's extremely specialized. It's adapted to my needs and my body. It's taken months and months of work to build and design this wheelchair to suit me down to, you know, millimeter details. Uh, And this is the wheelchair that helps me, you know, get around every single day of my life. It also has uh, a motor on it that lets me elevate. It has a tilt function. Uh, So this is a really specialized um, device, and it's honestly the most important thing that helps me do anything in my day. Right. And is it the size of the wheelchair or what are the rules then as far as why you can't take the wheelchair onto the flight with you? Yeah, there's a, there's all kinds of things. They say safety issues or, you know, that it's liability. You know, I can take my personalized mobility device on any other mode of transportation. And recently in the U.S., they did pass a bill of rights that looks specifically at addressing this major barrier that prevents people with disabilities from flying uh, with their own wheelchairs or other devices. Uh, and, and one of the reasons um, that, you know, this is so devastating is because we know that there are other solutions, but there's just so much negligence here, um, such a lack of um, genuine care is what it feels like to actually address this systemic issue across the entire transportation Uh, industry when it comes to airline travel for people with disabilities. Right, because like you said, this this is part, this is what you need to get around and and you would like transportation to be seamless to do that. How do you you get on the plane then or or what is the process like for you when you get to the airport? And I know you took extra measures to, to try and protect your wheelchair, but what is the process like then when you get to the airport? What did you have to do to get yourself on the plane and to get the wheelchair checked? So um, I'm not able to walk at all, um, and I go through the process of basically getting a gate tag uh, that lets me take my wheelchair 
um, all the way to the gate. That's like the longest amount of time I can keep my wheelchair with me. Uh, when I get to the gate, just based on previous really horrendous experiences where I've had total loss damage to previous wheelchairs, I bring bubble wrap with me. I bring tape that says fragile, stickers that say electronic equipment. I basically do everything I possibly can within my own control to protect this most valuable device. Um, this is my form of mobility. It's my independence. It's like my legs. It's like someone asking you to take off your legs uh, and see how you manage when you try to get to the plane. But in any event, I transfer into a, an aisle chair, which is a very narrow wheelchair, not, you know, doesn't really feel secure at all, but I'm able to do it. Um, and that's how I then eventually get to my seat on the plane. And the crew then would take the wheelchair. And do you know where does it go into the, the luggage hold? Or do you know where it goes then as far as on the plane? I, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a mystery. They say that sometimes there's containers, sometimes there isn't. Um, sometimes they have to lift it. Sometimes there's some form of like a ramp. Um, you know, in general, there's no real um, streamlined, protected, safe way to make sure that my wheelchair is in good shape. And I know that because it's just too many incidences that have happened, too many other people who are now reaching out and telling me, you know, that this happened to them as well. Uh, and if you look at some of the statistics in the U.S., we're looking at roughly 25 to 29 wheelchairs being broken a day by major U.S. airlines. Hmm. And when you say when you got to your destination and you were reunited with the wheelchair and you say it was mangled, what what was broken? What did it look like? Can you describe it? Sure. Um, so, you know, the frame on my wheelchair, you know, the part where I'm seated um, was basically folded in half. Uh, the backrest was and it's made out of steel. Uh so this took a tremendous beating. I have no idea how this happened. Nobody has communicated with me about how this happened. Um, but it is basically not usable. Um, it's not something you can sit on. Um, I would try to kind of bend it back with hammers just to do something. Um, but, you know, even me trying to sit in this chair now causes a lot of pain and numbness. Uh, and it's not it's not good. It's really not good. What happened then when you reached out or when you spoke with Air Canada and told them what happened? Uh, have they done anything to make this better? Or what has the response been from the airline? Um, well, you know, they Air Canada and all other airlines look at wheelchairs like lost baggage. Uh, and so I got an email from someone in the baggage claim department that First in first interaction is basically an email that says here's three hundred dollars as a e coupon, which to me just adds further kind of fuel to this fire. I'm angry, and not only am I not being seen or heard, uh, you know, this is they're treating it as a minor inconvenience. Of course, I expect my wheelchair to be replaced and all damage to be recovered. Of course, that's the bare minimum. I would expect any airline to do. So that's not really where I see this really being something handled properly. You know, I, I expect that we look at these issues systematically. 
I want change, and all people with disabilities deserve change. Right, because and from my, my understanding to the wheelchair, is it it's worth around thirty thousand dollars? Yeah, yeah, it's a specialized, expensive piece of equipment. Uh, you know, it can be anywhere between thirty and fifty thousand dollars sometimes, depending on what you build onto your own chair. Uh, you know, I, I, I just it's and the fact that you know any airline thinks that they could just pay away this cost. It's not even just about the cost of the chair that we need to look at. It's my physical and mental well-being. My own health has been compromised. I traveled here for a business trip. All of my work has now basically been put on pause, you know, and let's not talk about the amount of trauma and anxiety that basically has changed my relationship. This is the second power wheelchair that I have had a total loss damage to. How am I supposed to ever expect to be a paying customer and feel like I can travel again? Uh, And like you said, other airlines are taking notice of this or at least trying to make changes and and make it so this doesn't happen again. Um, And you've heard from other people as well. Um, Aside from the money also of of being reimbursed or having the real wheelchair replaced, uh, it sounds like as well what you what you would like to see is a permanent change. So this doesn't happen to you or doesn't happen to anyone else again. That's right. I think that change is overdue. Uh, it's it's not enough to handle each case by case, you know, or treat it like luggage. We need to look at the human beings being affected daily by this gross negligence and, quite frankly, by this discrimination uh, and, and deal with it and address these issues once and for all. All right. Well, Mayan, we will continue uh, following up on this to see what happens and if there is a resolution. But thank you so much for joining us. And thanks for talking to us about this today. Thank you so much, Jill.